Hey everyone, welcome to He's a Keeper, the only podcast about the life and works of Keeper Sutherland. I'm your host, Zachary Ledoux. And I'm your other host, Jaden Cron. We're back, baby. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on everything now. We so, got it all. Just two more steps, world domination. You just wait for it. We're like Thanos, but instead of shiny rocks, we're just getting places where we can talk about Marmaduke. Because we are talking about Marmaduke today. That's it. That's the one. That's... Boy. Let's just get into it, because I have... I'm I'm just mad at this movie. He doesn't... Okay. The core premise of Marmaduke as a comic strip is he thinks he's people. In this movie, he does not think he's people. That's true. It's a garbage movie. I mean, he does think that it's it's so weird and not in a in an interesting artistic way just in a bad just bad this movie's yep. bad like we're not gonna it's it's awful it's genuinely terrible yeah i watched this movie last night and i genuinely cannot for the life of me remember most of what happened in this movie yeah no i i saw this movie when it came out when i was a kid i don't think i saw it in theaters or anything but i'm like watching it and i'm like I forgot about this entire movie except for the part where because, oh, he's a big dog. Uh, his head is sticking out the window of the car be- or the roof or whatever because he's such a big dog. Oh, but the car, it's a mini, so. Yeah, it's uh, a I mini. Think the, I think the kind of the, the joke was lost in you as a kid. Oh, and they're driving, you know, down the, while well, California songs play. Why is, why is this movie about California? I mean, it had to be about something, and it certainly isn't about anything else. Yeah. I was going to say Marmaduke, but I don't I mean, know. it is. It's, it's I kind mean, of about him. It's mainly about, I think the, the, the movie's attempted thesis is uh, that life as a dog is like high school forever. Yeah, no, I wrote that this movie's basically Mean Girls, but with dogs and somehow bad. Yeah, but it's because they like show all their car, and there's just so much that's terrible about this movie. Oh, I hate this movie Within so much. the opening ten minutes, okay, this is like it's just the most generic movie. Yes. Like, like soundtrack wise, writing wise, um, you know, within the first ten minutes, you're like, this is gonna be the rest of the movie, and it is. Yeah. The entire rest of the movie, like, you know, there's the the dog farts and you're like, oh, and he's, he looks at, he literally is looking at the camera for most of this opening yeah. sequence. Well, he's talking to the camera. Yeah, he's talking to the camera and it, oh man. They do this thing with all the dogs, um, where their lips are animated to look yeah. like they're saying the words that the voice actors are saying. I hate it so much. It makes me want to puke. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's not just the mouth. It's also like they they try to give the dogs like eyebrow motions, oh like my, it's like humans, and it's the ugliest thing. It's so bad. Like it's just disgusting to look at. You're like, this is. I guess it's a dog. Yeah. <sighs> and like, there's parts where they have to use like a full 3D model so oh that the dog goodness. can dance. Oh my goodness! It's so bad. It looks like PS2. It looks like PS2. <laughs> Ooh, it does look like PS2. The thing is, they don't do it... They do it for 90% of the parts where the dogs are talking, but there's some parts where it's like... There's some parts where they just can't do that, so they don't, and it's even more mm. jarring then. Yeah. They spent $50 million on this movie. Yeah? $50 million. On dog animation? No, I feel like $10 million for Kiefer. Yes. 
10 million for William H. Macy. Oh my, William H. Macy. Oh my goodness. We'll, we'll get onto him in a bit, but, uh, you know, a million for everybody else in this movie, even though there's plenty of talented actors in this film. You know who isn't? Who? The main human character. <laughs> yeah, not in this. I mean, part of me has to be like, oh, and Owen Wilson. Um, He's so bad in this movie as well. I'm sorry. So people. in this movie. I've, from what I was reading, people like, yeah, he's, he's at least okay in this. He's not. I don't like Owen Wilson in most movies, but dang. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Because it's just, it's, the script is so generic. Okay, let's, do we want to, like, I want to go through what happens in this movie, but I genuinely don't care enough to look it up when I don't remember Okay, it. okay, I can do it. All right. Okay. I can do it. Um, so the movie starts with Marmaduke. He's in one of the Midwestern Kansas. He's, he yeah. lives in Kansas and it just has like a day in the life of him hanging out with the family and, uh, how much fun he has being a dog. And then suddenly, um, dad, there's a dad and he says, we're moving to California now. And his wife's like, why would we do that? And he's like, I want a bigger house as they're like sitting on like this acreage yeah they don't have a small house and i'm like why would you do that when you have like such a big dog to go to like and so then they move to california um marmaduke talks with his cat friend named carlos voiced by george lopez who is very mexican oh my goodness um the screen right they were like okay the cat is Mexican and there's a part and so they get you know put on this plane they get sent on by airmail uh to Los Angeles and that's a, well it's California uh I can't remember where they end up living they keep they say the OC oh yeah anyway to California because you know people say Cali yeah. 40,000 times in this movie and in that pro well yeah we can talk about specific jokes and things later but uh so they go to California the dad takes Marmaduke to the park and meets up with his new boss at uh, this f- dog food company, Bark Organics. Yeah. And so the human plot is that he has to ace this presentation to um, seal this deal with Petco so that they can get their food across stores all across the country. Meanwhile, Marmaduke is uh, going to high school. I mean, the dog park. He is in He's in the dog park, and Emma Stone dog is like, welcome to the dog park, and then literally does the thing from Mean Girls where they yeah. talk about all the clicks. Um, this movie is Mean Girls. Marmaduke is Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, and so he... You know, they find all the clicks. They meet all the weird loser dogs. Um, then I think after that, I think he goes to the party in, like, the abandoned warehouse with Emma Stone Dog. And um, then he plays Dance Dance Revolution. And his song, the song he plays to, I wrote in my notes. I just want to, because it is, yeah, Eeny, Meeny, Mimo, Lover. It is the most offensively 2010 song yeah. to put in the Marmaduke movie for him to do DDR to. Yeah. I hate it so much. I feel it's another one of those things where the people who made the movie don't really understand how video games work. <laughs> you just gotta do a bunch of flips. And like it's about doing your own dance moves, which it's really not. It's about following a preset pattern. But anyways, um, the dad, somehow he eventually... Oh, I forgot to mention, um, earlier when he's at the dog park, he meets Kiefer Sutherland dog. Yes. <laughs> and the Kiefer dog is... 
wow, he's there. Yeah, you know, he is. <laughs> he's in this movie. And he's, oh, he's angry because he, he saw um, Marmaduke looking at his girlfriend. See, in this way, it's the opening to Lost Boys because Kiefer is mad yeah. that another person is looking at his girlfriend. That's true. And so, anyways, um, Kiefer Sutherland Dog is the SoCal dog surfing champion. I hate this movie so much. And then it, so that ties into the fact that uh, Dad decides he's going to make it uh, for the marketing campaign for uh, Bark Organics. He's going to make the campaign start off with a dog surfing tournament, um, which I looked up, and apparently dog surfing is a thing. Yeah. And so Kiefer and Marmaduke go head-to-head in the surfing. Yeah. And uh, Marmaduke beats him. He beats... Marmaduke beats him in the surfing thing somehow. Well, he, like, he clutches his way. He's like, whoa, whoops, whoops, oh, 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 I guess I, I, uh, oops, I won the competition. I guess I'm the best surfer. Oops. Yeah. Uh, I I also forgot an earlier part where uh, they go to a dog... So they go from the warehouse party with the loser dogs to the yacht dock party with all the cool dogs... And Kiefer gets really angry there. And uh, what does... I feel like Marmaduke does something. Anyway, people are getting in a fight and they want that conflict to, to de-escalate. So the women yeah. dogs in the situation defuse the tension. Um, you know, a surfing tournament happens. There's also a part where uh, Marmaduke beats up his friend Carlos the cat. Like in a literal mean girls, you know, thing, Marmaduke becomes a popular dog over the course of the movie through these various victories. And then... Um, falls from grace when you know through multiple events mainly people finding out i guess that uh the cat he beat up he was friends with the whole time so it was staged um even though like the majority of people liking him came from his surf winning i thought yeah and like kind of just like realizing they didn't like kefir dog yeah there's also like a part where after the surf competition where kefir pretends to be hurt after marmaduke like barks at him and it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, like William H Macy, he gets really mad. Uh, mm. He gets like mad at um, Marmaduke's owner. Get your dog under control, dang it! That's but true. That's, that's true. It. Because um, William H Macy in this movie is he's he's the boss that uh, the dad works for. He's both way too uptight and does not care at all about anything, and I hate him. What? <laughs> For me, sorry, for me, William H Macy was the best part of this movie, other than Kiefer. <laughs> I don't because, know. No, because because he's like he's like looking at this terrible script, and he's like, "Screw it, I'm gonna play everything so dead straight." Yeah, I would argue he just plays everything so dead. That's to me, it it came off as just hilarious because of how seriously he was treating his character, who like, you know, apparently according to him. His wife is jealous of his dog because of how much he loves his dog. It's weird. Um, you think the movie's over after he, like, becomes friends with the people, but then he, like, oh, he leaves. He leaves the house. Yeah. And then he meets Sam Elliott Dog, also known as Chupa Dog. Oh, my. Bro. That was the most and the contrived pound thing. Is there... The pound is there, I guess... Yeah, the, like, the dog catchers are there. Yeah, the dog catchers are there to take him to the pound, and Marmaduke runs away while, while Sam Elliott's like, I'll take him on, even though, like, they have not been established as a threat, really? Tell them. I'll kill them all. Basically. And then Marmaduke, um, Marmaduke 
goes and somehow he's like wandering the streets and his family's like oh no where's marmaduke because earlier um the dad's wife the mom uh (laughs) she gets angry because he is spending too much time working and not enough time with his family so you know he he has to go to the doghouse you you know what i mean Ah, marmaduke's in the doghouse so he's in the doghouse am i right fellas yeah, because he sees the aftermath of what Marmaduke did to their house during his Marmaduke party. I uh, gets mad about it. Anyways, this all ends up in the family searching for... Oh, yeah, because there's a whole family. Like, this is the most, you know, middle-class white suburban family you've ever seen. Yeah. The teenager, teenage girl, always texting. Always texting and boys and doesn't really want to interact with anybody else. Um, You know, it's got the workaholic dad who's trying his best and the mom who just has to put up with his wacky shenanigans and the the middle child who's the, the gamer boy who I guess is also a skater at the end of the movie um then there's the like two-year-old or whatever who's like barely in the movie <laughs> i actually forgot i thought i was confused as to why you called the gamer kid uh a middle the child. middle child like, <laughs> wait there's only two kids right because like <laughs> it's at the beginning of the movie it tries to establish the like the toddler marmaduke's favorite and then just not in the film till the yeah. end yeah no real interaction. Anyway, so the whole family goes out looking for a Marmaduke. Uh, there's like a water main break, and then the street collapses, I guess. Marmaduke's afraid wild. of water. And so Emma Stone Dog, who's his real girlfriend the whole time, uh, she gets saved, and then Marmaduke goes, you know, he goes through the water, and then he's in that giant storm drain, I guess. And then the dad has to go and save him and marmaduke is saved and the the dalmatian firefighter dog is just like that that's some good stuff right there i never seen nothing you know in all my years on the force that's real that's real love and then the movie ends with william h macy and the dad deciding that their 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 campaign will be dancing dogs and so, of course, this is a children's movie from, you know, 2010. It's yeah. got to have a dance sequence. And they dance. And the only dancing dog sequence that is ever allowed is the one in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, where Scooby-Doo and Shaggy have to infiltrate the villain bar. And Scooby-Doo's wearing, like, an afro. And, is, and people keep thinking he's a person. But he's... Anyways. Um, <laughs> that scene is valid. The scene is not valid. The scene is not. It's the end of the movie. It comes out of doesn't really come out of nowhere because you're watching a kid's movie from that era, but, like, it's just... Yeah. It was bound to happen. It's not good. And this is when it looks the most PS2. Like, they... All the dogs are just completely CG, which, yeah, yeah. obviously, but they just... Oh, it looks so bad, and I hate it so much. Yeah. It's very bad. So, with that plot summary out of the way, there's a lot of... So, with this attempt to try and make it, um, I guess, high school, there's a lot of weird jokes in this movie. And yeah. I, I was thinking as I was watching it, um, I just, I said, you know, to my roommate, I was like, this movie is why I love Shrek, but hate what Shrek did to movies. Yeah, I can, I can see what you mean. Because, you know, Shrek is an awesome movie. It's hilarious. Like it, <laughs> to use a cliche, it really is fun for the whole family <laughs> because it's smart and it's well thought out. Whereas this movie tries to have a bunch of adult jokes and it just doesn't come across as good i just want this i want my talking dog movie to be wholesome yeah i guess i don't want references to um so there's a part 
you know, one of the cliques in the high school is the druggies. And so there's these dogs who are like tripping out on shrooms. Yeah. There's another part where Marmaduke and Carlos are drugged and, you know, sent through the airplane. And they like, and Carlos just says, hey, man, you ever just looked at your paws, man? And I'm like, <laughs> because yeah. they got, you know, drugged to be out. There's a part where um, Kiefer Dog's girlfriend says the phrase, and I quote. Oh, no. <sighs> Don't worry, he just gets like this when he's had a lot of drain water. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. I get it, cause cause he's an alcoholic. But there's a kid's movie, so we're not gonna say that. Yeah, it's drain water because it's a relationship. Dogs get drunk off on of, drain water. On drain water, yeah. Uh, Marmaduke. <laughs> I just hate that this whole movie is just, there's it's so much of the plot is, like, romance. Like, mm, yeah, it's Marmaduke. Why is it a love story? Yeah, kind like, of. I, you know, even though there's no way this movie could ever be good, like, at least, if it, it, it tries to, 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 to claim that there's emotional payoff with anybody. Yeah. So there's emotional payoff with the family, with the dad, you know, reconnecting with his family. Emotional payoff with Marmaduke and his girlfriend. Emotional payoff with Marmaduke and his family. But none of it's there. Yeah. Because it's so fragmented and nothing gets any time in this movie. I feel like it just could have been a series of, you know, this movie is like the reverse Paddington. Yep. You know... Yep. It has no heart. It has no... It just... It takes the pro- property that it has mm-hmm. and just uses it, its lifeless husk to tell fart jokes. Yeah. It's Marmaduke, disgusting. Marmaduke farts. T- <laughs> not, not once in this movie, folks. But Marmaduke farts twice. At um, least. At least. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I feel like this movie could have been like a series of interconnected little, you know, Marmaduke doing silly things like Paddington is with yeah. a genuinely interesting, you know, narrative about the family woven throughout. But it's it's just, oh, Marmaduke's a high, it's like high school, dude. He's like hanging out with the cool dogs, dude. And, you know, you got like, you, you know, with the dogs, you got like the jock dogs and you got like the, uh, the British dog because oh it's funny because he's proper English chap. Oh, ho, ho. Toast and beans. See, that was a better joke than any joke in this movie. But also, I want to talk about all the people who are in this movie because they all have to There's answer for their sins, okay? And here's the thing. That's another thing with that the Shrek effect has had on this. Yeah. Is that everybody has to be famous in this film. William H. Macy is like the only... And Judy Greer are the only like actual proper famous people who play humans... The rest is just mm-hmm. voice actors. So Owen Wilson is Marmaduke. Emma Stone is Maisie. That's Marmaduke's, in the end, his girlfriend. Um, George Lopez as a cat. See, Kiefer Sutherland, obviously, as Bosco. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Elliott is the Chupadagra. Ice-T is a German Shepherd. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Fergie? Oh, my. Oh, yeah, Fergie. Who's Fergie? I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. Who like, is who's Fergie or who does no, Fergie who, play? No, who does Fergie play in this okay. movie? Don't worry. I'm not... <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast where I explain to Jaden who Fergie is. Ugh. Apparently Josh Gad is in this movie. Ice-T. Aside from William H. Macy and Judy Greer, all the people who play humans are all just so 
blonde, like Bodie, the guy that the teenage daughter is, is like has the hot for, is like the most average looking person I've ever seen. And they're all yeah. like, oh, he's coolest, hottest, hottest kid in, in the school. No, your school sucks then. This movie sucks. I mean, I think I think Lee Pace is um, semi-famous, but that's you know more after uh, after Marmaduke because uh, he's he's Thranduil, I guess, in the Hobbit trilogy, and he's uh, Ronan the Accuser in Marvel. Wait, he is. In, yeah, apparently, wow. and he's in the Twilight Saga. Oh, and he's in that uh, Pushing Daisies show. You remember that one? Yeah, it's like a cult show. Uh, that they push Daisy. Yeah, apparently that show's good. But anyways, um, he was in that. But he's not good in this. He he's worse than jo- the guy who plays John Arbuckle is in the Garfield movies. Yeah, he's so they clearly just did one or two takes with him, and they're just they just moved on. They just said whatever. Yeah, it's Marmaduke. Who cares? Owen with Owen Wilson in this movie, it's like that kind of voice acting where you can already see kind of like the making of where it, you just see Owen Wilson standing in a room um, because that's what this movie, like, that's just what it feels like. It just feels like Owen Wilson is standing in the room. At least Kiefer, I think, I think Kiefer did a good job in this movie for what he was given. Yeah, he's not in this movie enough. So I think, and I think that's a blessing for him. And that's yeah. just, he doesn't, there's not that much room. Like, I think he, his opening monologue is probably the best written part of this movie which is mm-hmm. not saying a lot yeah but i think i think the rule i think the fact that he's barely in this movie makes him one of the better parts of this movie yeah um yeah also i forgot about the part where um so the dad gets fired by the boss because uh i don't know he wasn't doing work good and his laptop went his uh his macbook got sent into the pool and but then he hires him later because um these kids record him saving marmaduke and put it on youtube and it's like the most hey did you know that youtube is cool moment i've seen this is a plot point in like a lot of movies especially around this era just the idea of if anything slightly wacky happens, if someone films it, instant YouTube virality. It goes viral. This is barely America's Funniest Home Videos. That's not how YouTube works. Yeah, no, but it's it's heartwarming because he saves his... His dog almost dies, I guess, in this c- current of water? And he couldn't go to the side because he's an idiot dog, I guess? To be fair, he's very dumb. He is very dumb, and he is also very afraid of water. Like, there's a part where he's just like, I'm really afraid of water. Um, And, you know... There's, there's also part at the end where, because at, at the start of the movie, Owen Wilson dog, known as Marmaduke, says, uh, "That's him." He's in, he's taking a bath and he's like, "I hate baths." And then yeah. later on, he's like, "Oh, this started with a bath." When he's like swimming around, and you're like, "What?" It really didn't. It really you you'd never been in water before that specific bath. Wow, I guess Kansas has no water. Yeah, but L.A. California has all the water, so. Yeah, you know, lots of rain there. I mean, you know, it's 2010, you know, I can't say much. Yeah, it was a different time. It was a, di- it was a different time. Speaking of different time, uh-huh. why did they make a Marmaduke movie in 2010? 2010, yeah. the year of our Lord, 2010 AD, they made the Marmaduke movie. For whomst? 
Um, I think they made it because uh, they could, man. They just, you know, they wanted. To, they thought it couldn't be done. They were like, we're going to make a dog movie. Oh, sorry. I had to check here to see if this was before or after Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And it's oh actually God. after. That's, uh, that's 2008. Yeah, I think I'm going to say it had to be made because of the Shrek effect. Because we just have to make movies that adults can watch as well, I guess. But who the heck cares about Marmaduke? Yeah. Yeah, that admittedly was a sh <laughs> That was a shortcoming in this. I will I will be fair, though. I just looked up Garfield movie. The first Garfield movie also had a $50 million budget, so. Wow. And that one grossed. 200 and uh 200.8 million dollars want to know mm -hmm. how much marmaduke gross isn't it 80 or something yeah 83 so it didn't Oof. even break even no because because of marketing little, yeah. uh, little uh, secret of the trade you have to make back twice what you spent because studios normally spend about equal to the budget of the movie and marketing so you have to make a hundred thousand dollars to break even on a fifty thousand dollar movie I'm a film student. I don't know if you know this. Okay, so specifically, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at um, George Lopez's filmography. Oh, boy. And so oh. it really brings an insight in into the years, you know, 2010 <laughs> to 2014. Because you have, so 2008, Beverly Hills Chihuahua is released. Of course. And George Lopez is the main guy in that. 2010 sees him in Marmaduke and The Spy Next Door. Oh, boy. Uh, 2011... You know, the world might as well end because yeah. he's in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, oh, The no. Smurfs, and oh, Rio. Of course he is. Like, wow. Uh, then 2012, he's in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, Viva La Fiesta. Uh, they made a third one? Yeah, they did. I never oh. saw any of them other than the first one. I, I knew they made two. I did not know they made three. And now my day is slightly worse because of it, so thank you. And then he's in Escape from Planet Earth, oh, which... God is not, I always forget that one exists because I get yeah. confused with Planet 51. Yeah, oh, wait, what, what was this movie called? I just forgot it because I was thinking of Planet 51. Escape from Planet Earth, it's got the blue people. Oh my, I don't actually, what? And I all I remember is that the trailer for it featured a Bruno Mars song and it was really annoying yeah, to me did. when I was 14. Anyway, also in that same year of 2013, Smurfs 2 comes out. Oh no. Then 2014, Rio 2. And so, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of Escape it from planet earth and i hate this <laughs> um marmaduke is located firmly within this era of just we're just gonna make kids movies we're just gonna make them because maybe it'll make money like yeah we the fact that there was you know escape from planet earth planet 51 all these just you know space chimps that was a yeah little bit earlier that's something i always lump in with those but you know space chimps um Every single dog movie, you know, Disney made a lot of money off of their uh, buddies spin-off franchise from if, Air Bud. If we were ever going to do a, another podcast, it would be analyzing the Air Stead and Bud at first. Um, yeah, I just go with talking dog movies in general, you know. There's um, no rule saying that you can't make a profit off a talking dog movie. They just didn't. And the thing is, none of these movies are good. Yeah, they're really not. Um, Like... Yeah, none of them are good. Uh, Scooby-Doo is good, but just because I like Scooby-Doo and because it's it's just weird enough to work. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's just so many dog movies. There's too, too many. And let me be clear. I love dogs, but this movie is not dogs. These movies yeah. are not dogs. Mm -hmm. They're cash grabs. Yeah, this movie, you know, 
you know, I was watching it uh, with my roommate while he was writing, you know, doing some creative writing. And I actually worry, you know, for, for the, the quality of this writing because this movie is so void of creativity. I feel like it actually sucks yeah. it out. It does suck. Wherever it's watched. Yeah. It really does suck. This movie is not a kefir. See, yeah, I have to write. I have to write a screenplay this weekend, and like, I'm just gonna not be able to because I I watched Marmaduke. So if you're my screenwriting teacher and you're listening, that's why I'm not handing in my 20 minute. I'm a film student. Okay, I want to go through my notes, hit all oh, the things we haven't. Wait, yeah, I was just gonna mention one thing. Um, there was at the beginning of the movie, there's a the the very opening sequence, like before the farm is um. It's like actually is like a montage of high school and talking about high school and, um, you know, oh, how tough high school is. And then all of a sudden, you know, it cuts to Marmaduke and you literally hear a record scratch. Yep. Like I'm not, it's good I'm not taking the piss. Like there is a record scratch in Marmaduke's. <laughs> I'm like, you're probably wondering how I got it. <laughs> Not actually, but, you know, he says something along those lines and the introduction continues. Anyways, I just wanted to highlight just how bad that specific joke is. Yeah. So I'm just going through my uh, list of notes that I took during this movie. Um, so Giuseppe, that's the uh, scared dog that's in the, the mutts. Is that what they oh, were? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's... That's the posse that Marmaduke ends rolled up. with at the start of the movie. If this was me and girls, that's Lindsay Lohan's original friends in the movie where they're like, you should go hang out with the popular girls to mess with them um mm-hmm. and then the pedigrees are the popular girls um mm-hmm. yeah i hate giuseppe's voice so much voice so much i can't even remember but it was so bad i'm looking it up um yeah christopher mince plass he did a bad job bad job um this movie hates teenage girls like a yeah. lot mm-hmm. and i'm like nobody um actually uh talks like this um no, it's the Valley Girls. It's a specific subculture you wouldn't understand. It's funny. Um, basically, the teenage daughter character traits in this movie is texting and wanting this boy who's not cute. I have the words dog, dog, revolution written on my piece of paper, which, again, is a funnier joke than anything in this movie. Yes, there's so many stupid bark puns. Oh my goodness. The names that Kiefer Sutherland uses... Marma fake. Did he really call him that? I, all, yes. all I remember is Marma puke. Yeah, that's... I mean, Which was decent, but I was still like... Oh. That's the easy one. Yeah. Gotta come up with something more, uh, you know, sophisticated like Marmite. <laughs> yeah. Once again, better than this movie. <laughs> so, this movie's just... it's It's an hour and a half and... It's a long hour and a half. It is slog, but it's just an hour and a half of dogs farting or speaking exposition. Yeah. With horrifying mouth movements. Yeah. Like, why Why did they make them move their mouths? Because it, it would have been fine to just have, like, dogs, because the humans can't understand them. Yeah. So it's not necessary. You know, it's fine if it's like, like, I understand, you know, cats versus dogs, I guess. <laughs> No, I don't understand that movie. But I, I I'm gonna cl- <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna upload this episode, and it's only gonna be you saying the words I understand. Dog versus cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I understand movies. Like there's this one called Good Boy, where the dogs are actually aliens, and they've come to Earth, oh you my... know, to colonize Earth or whatever. Oh and... my goodness, you just like sent me ten years in the past. 
Yeah, and so that movie, it makes sense because the dogs, you know, speak English to the people. But here, the people don't understand anything the dogs say, so you might as well have just had them narrating, and it would have looked better. But they do that thing that all talking animal movies do, where if the humans can't understand the, the animals, they'll, the animals will still try to talk to the humans mm-hmm. as if they expect them to understand it. Like, yeah. they'll give them a warning or something. I just hate that. Yeah, no, and, like, Marmaduke, like, is hanging out in his house. You know, he's, like, running around. He's like, sometimes I like to take the owner for a walk. Come on, Phil, you better be following me. And you're like, my My friend and I actually joked, um, alternate universe, right? What if, so, imagine Marmaduke, right? Oh, I try not to, but go on. But, like, instead of Owen Wilson, it's Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) We fixed the movie. <laughs> and instead Done. of George Lopez, is George Costanza. <laughs> and instead of Kiefer Sutherland, it's Newman. Okay, who's I Elaine? Think, uh, I, I don't know. Julia Louise Dreyfus is too good for this movie. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I feel like Kramer would be Chupadagra. No. Yeah. I feel like Kramer. Would just be Kramer, and Kramer would be in this movie. <laughs> That's true. Like Kramer would be like a, a live, and he would talk to Marmaduke and be like, "Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, I need to use your pool." Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the problem? What's the matter with your pool? I'm a dog. That'd be it. That'd be the, yeah. the. It'd still be poorly written. Oh yeah, but you know, at least I could listen to Seinfeld. Yeah. <sighs> Marmaduke. I, I just don't like this movie. No. Marmaduke at the end of the movie does end dog racism, so never mind. This is a good movie. Oh, yeah. Ends the class structure. He ends yeah, the, I think the it's divide more between the pure... Racism is easy to solve. You just have to get rid of the one guy who's making everyone be racist. And then you're yeah. done. Yeah. I think it's bada more boom, of a... Bada boom, bada bing. More of a class struggle than racism. Um... Because, um, the cat is where the racism comes in. I mean, that's right? that's people racism. I'm talking about dog racism here, Jaden. Oh. Dog racism. We've barely even talked about Keith Sutherland. I think we just want to forget about the fact that he's in this movie. No, I think he... He made me laugh whenever he was on screen because he was... Because him... And I, I hate when, like, I remember this, you know, being in drama classes in high school, whenever you're doing something that's, like, you know, cheesy, pe- like, people who are acting, they're just like, whoa, they're trying to be all wacky and, and goofy and, like, oh, they like, trying, they, you know, they, they just make themselves feel like, you know, they're in a bad thing. They look like they yeah. know they're in a bad thing. Whereas, like, Kiefer and, in my opinion, William H. Macy, like, they know they're in a bad thing, but they they just do it so seriously. It's the most salvageable part of this film. Yeah, I no, I think it's just Kiefer has a good voice. I don't think it's yeah. any of the... A lot of them, I don't think it's the fault of the actors. I think they just didn't care enough to do it right. Like, they just didn't get enough direction, or they didn't do enough takes, or they didn't get a script in time, or the script is just garbage. Yeah. I think it's just I think no one just cared when they wrong. made this movie. Yeah. Um, but like Kiefer has a lot of lines here that are reminiscent to me of um, twenty of Jack Bauer in Twenty Four when he's yeah. just like when he's just like yelling at Marmaduke, <laughs> and I'm just like, "I'll see your weapon, 
<laughs> off the roof. Get the snipers off the... Man. I just want to watch 24 now. Yeah. I want to um, watch something good. And that's why I also loved William H. Macy here. He's just like, I can't believe you, Phil. You don't even understand, you know, how can... How is it man's best friend when you don't even pay attention to your dog? Like, it's just so serious in this movie. But he's also like the California boss who's... They do all their meetings at the dog park with their shoes off. That's true. That's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, and there's also, like, the movie also has a message of, like, be yourself. Because, I mean, literally, um, you know, dad is just like, that's how you're going to sell this dog food across the country. You got to be yourself. And William H. Macy's like, I paid you what for what now? I hired you all the way from Kansas because you're going to be, you're going to do it. I just got to be myself. Oh, cool. Oh, I never thought of that. I, I, crazy how by being myself, I haven't broken into that market yet. The whole, the whole conflict of this movie is that William H. Macy wants to sell his organic dog food at Petco. They spent $50 million on this thing. 50 yeah. Million. Just for comparison, mm. I want to look up how much Paddington costs to make because. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. Go watch Paddington one and two because those movies are masterpieces, and these movies are Go barely movies. Anything other than this. Paddington two, which is better than Citizen Kane, <laughs> had a forty million dollar budget. Wow, Paddington two. Yeah, Paddington That's one. That's crazy. The budget does not come up immediately in the little Google card, so hold on. That's not how budgets work, Wikipedia. You don't have a... Okay. Paddington 2 is an incredible movie for $10 million less than this, so that's all I'm going to say. Wow. So is this movie a keeper? No. 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 God, no. No. Never. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my Uh -uh. friends and my family members for having done this. Uh Uh-huh. Let's get into news. I don't want to think about this anymore. Okay, into news. So we have two stories today. One is not really a story, but it just kind of tickled me a little. It's just a little funny thing. The other one, it's a little thing. So apparently um, there's a Lost Boys reunion. Um, you may remember our first episode. We talked about the movie The Lost Boys um, starring mm-hmm. Keith Sutherland. Um, at the uh, the Bullers Exhibition Center in Manchester, um, October 19th and 20th. So actually it hasn't happened yet. So get mm-hmm. your tickets. Yeah. Um, at the Love of Horror uh, 2019 Festival Comic Convention something, there'll be a re- the biggest reunion of the Lost Boys cast ever seen on, uh, in the UK. So Kiefer Ooh. will be there. Ooh. Um, yeah. So go get to that if you're there and you want to see him. And of course you do. You're listening. You've listened to, Mar- to this podcast talk about Marmaduke for, at this point, almost an hour. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Jane? you have any thoughts? Um, I think that that's pretty good, and I wish I could be in Manchester, but I'm not. Don't at all. Um. So this other one, oh sorry, that one came from PurpleRevolver.com. This next article comes from Tallahassee Seance. Um. This is under astrology. Of course it is. It's the Tallahassee Seance. Seance. Yeah. Are you kidding me? How will Kiefer Sutherland fare today? This is for the day, uh, the fourth of October. 2019. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, 
I haven't actually read this yet, so I'm just going to quickly skim through this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to mention other uh, movies that came out around the same time as Marmaduke and were a part of this live-action animal-slash-dog craze like in 2010 alone you have cats and dogs uh the revenge of kitty galore which is uh that came out in 2010 uh you have i don't know if you remember but furry vengeance with oh brendan Fraser. wait he's in that movie he's the main guy oh my goodness i don't yeah um yeah. hotel for dogs came oh. out in 2009 uh snow buddies was 2008 uh i also forgot about underdog until this very oh moment goodness. in time i remember always like seeing like ads for underdog and i wanted to go see it so bad and just never ended up seeing it i was like oh that movie yeah. must be so good so i'm just yeah. never gonna see it and in my head it's a perfect movie so um g-force you know yeah. you remember g-force I, I, I remember g-force okay and it the shaggy dog games. oh my um, god the shaggy the dog. tim yeah. allen one yeah the, the tim allen vehicle the shaggy dog remake yeah. Because it was so good that they had to remake it. Okay, so here's... I'm just going to... I just decided I literally can't summarize this because I don't <laughs> know what it means. So I'm just going to read to you a bit, some parts um, okay. word for word. So, And I'm not... Before I get into this, I want to say I'm not making fun of astrology. If that's something you enjoy, you do you. But I'm sorry, this is actual lunacy. So, Well, not lunacy because that would be the moon. You get what I mean. We will That's consider what... we will consider the month 10, the day 04, and the year 2019. Turn each of these three numbers into one number and add them together. We'll show you how it works now. So then they do that. So basically, they add all the numbers together, um, and uh -huh. they get 17. Um, they got, so, they took 2019 and made it into 12, because 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 9. It's very uh -huh. clever. So, uh -huh. um... This isn't a, a single-digit number, though. You need a single-digit number, so you add the digits together, 1 plus 7. So you have 8 now. So that is the path number. How this relates to Kiefer Sutherland? Oh, well. You have to consider the sum of each of all the letters in a name. Each letter is assigned to a number for the chart below, of course. this is. So then it's, there's a chart. So basically, all this stuff... Um, so he so they figure out his destiny number and his destiny number is five. Nice. The difference between the path number and the destiny number is three. That is the smallest that is a smaller than average difference between path numbers and destiny numbers, indicating that this is a good result. <laughs> but that is just a shallow analysis. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't just talked for almost an hour about Marmaduke, that would be the most insane thing I've read today. But yeah, I yeah. love that this article. You know, make sure to let you know that this is for <laughs> entertainment only. Like, do not take this too seriously, okay? But I'm still gonna write an Illuminati conspiracy thing. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into this, but I, at least with astrology, it's like okay, the stars and stuff. That's something this is the number of the date on the julian calendar or the that's what we use right i think so One probably once again i'm a film student i don't know things that are important um we're using the Kiefer calendar <laughs> and then just the letters in his name set to arbitrary numbers 
Mm-hmm. And you're just going to tell me it's good. It's going to be okay. So I also love um, one thing to really note about this specific article is that when it says that this is a good result, it says this is a good result. Um, all caps, yes. bolded, underlined, and in a different color than the rest of the article. Is so, it not a link? I assumed it was a link. Uh, it's not a link. I thought it was a link as well, and then I went to what? click on it, and nothing happened. That is... But I can check out my cosmic energy profile. Okay, here, well, let's um, do... Okay. Which I'm going to go see what it says for me. I may be absolutely amazed. It only takes one minute. Oh, um, wow. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> First of all, I clicked on the it. first number we need is your credit card number. We will add that to your social security number. <laughs> Don't forget the little three numbers at the back. Uh, yeah. We have fun here at He's a Keeper. Okay, sorry. I, I, I just clicked on Cosmic Energy Profile. I clicked on the search for clues to your future button, and then I saw... It's like, give your name and email and your birth date, and then it just says on the bottom... <clears throat> February 29th slash uh, leap day is known as 0.0 Hunabku, a day of pure timelessness. If you were born on February 29th before local time, use February 28th to find your galactic signature. If you were born after noon local time, use March 1. Basically, we were too lazy to, to program for an edge case, so here's some garbage. It's okay. Mayan. Uh... The internet was a mistake. Sure. So, we've come to the end of another historic episode of He's a Keeper. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening this far. I'm Thank so sorry. You for what listening. movie are we? I've decided because I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You made me I, do I shouldn't this. be allowed. I shouldn't be given the power to choose a movie to at least you made me be part of that. Armaduke. That choice every week. So. We're going to rotate who picks movies each week. And since I just committed the ultimate sin last week of making us watch Marmaduke, Jane, what movie are we watching next week? Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Um, We're going to watch... Um, Okay, you got three choices. Okay. You got um, Dark City. Is that the one that he directed? No. Okay, that's no. the one with the really good poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can watch... The Last Days of Frankie the Fly, or we can watch the original Flatliners. Hmm, this is... Hmm. I'm gonna go Flatliners. Okay, yeah, we're that's going it. Flatliners. You heard it here, folks. Joel Schumacher's Flatliners. Another Joel. Square. Another Joel. Another Joel and Kiefer combo, yeah. Thanks, Kaya, for our awesome podcast art. Uh, you can check out links to her stuff, her Instagram, and her Twitch in the description of this very podcast. Um, thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. You know you know where to find him, description. Um, we have an Instagram. Go follow that. Yeah. Um, and we're now actually, for real, legit, on iTunes. You can search us. If you Google us, you'll find he's a keeper, so... We're a real podcast now, so go rate us on iTunes if you enjoyed this. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Also, since we're hosted on Anchor, you can send us voice messages through that. I don't really know how that works, but if you're so inclined to do so, go ahead. We might listen. Yeah. We might even respond. You never know. It's a crazy world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm Zachary LaDuke. I'm Jaden Cron. And this has been He's, He's a, a Keeper. keeper.
now to find my galactic signature. <laughs> what this ancient calendar will reveal about your destiny will surprise you. See, I don't... I would do it if I didn't have to put in my email. Honestly, like... That crosses a line.